that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making the semen? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast. Well, I'm talking out my ass with Jim Henderson. Y'all know Jim Henderson. The man was the voice of the Saints for years on Channel 4 and on Channel 8, giving us the sports lowdown. Now he's retired, making a few commercials, and I'll let him tell you what else he's been up to. Anyway, here on the Spudcast. Y'all stick around. Coming right back at you. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem. Home Team Elevation. End the worry. Stop insurance rate hikes. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the Home Team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222. or go to hometeamelevation.com. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner. The guy Gambit readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he's been on that super lawyer's list longer than I can remember. But you don't make it number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brander does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brander, 345-1111. And we're talking to who uh, a lot of people refer to as an icon of the city of New Orleans. I know I certainly do. I, I've known him for a long time, so I get to call him Hondo, like his nickname, but you don't. But uh, the irrepressible Jim Henderson, who I've never seen without a smile on your face. So I guess uh, you must have a certain outlook on life there, Brother Jim. I, I, I don't know. Well, I've been really fortunate, Spud. I count my blessings every day. It's been a, a wonderful run in a great city, working with perfect people. So it's uh, it's all been great. There you go. Well, well let's start with, okay, you did... Uh, you started out, because I've said this on the radio before, you started out as an English teacher, which is why you're one of the best enunciated and grammatically correct announcers that pretty much everyone out there and got this sports gig at WWL and then ended up being the voice of the Saints and those infamous lines, hell's frozen over, pigs have flown, the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. I mean, we should all be wearing T-shirts with that, you know? That's been a great run. Yeah, I, I taught high school English for three years before I went back and got my master's degree at Syracuse in broadcasting and then went into that line of work from then on. I didn't know you had that much uh, education. Mm-hmm. Master's in, in, in broadcast from Syracuse up in, it's like Syracuse, upstate New York, or is there another yeah. one that I don't know about? No, it, it's Syracuse, radio and television. I got a master's in that. It's mm-hmm. a, a one-year program, and I, after I 
had uh, taught for three years. I decided I wasn't getting any better at it, so I would strike out on a different path, and fortunately, I ended up here. You ended up on the right path. How did you end up getting that gig? You know, I mean, there's a lot of people banging on WWL's door, has been for years, and, and will be in the future. Well, my first job uh, in broadcasting was in Panama City, uh, at the 186th uh, market in the country at that time. Mm. That was my first job. I was there for a little over two years and got an incredible break to go to WSB in Atlanta, which was always my goal. I went to Atlanta as the weekend guy in the sports department for a couple of years. And uh, then there was a guy that came to WWL from WSB to head up their promotions department. And when they were deciding to make a change in the, in the sports department and uh, Hap Gaudy was uh, going to be in semi-retirement, he recommended me. A guy by the name Richard Aiken was the, the person who did. I'd never been to New Orleans, didn't know anything about WWL, but uh, people at WSB that I leaned on um, in with the Cox Broadcasting people who knew everything about every station in the country mm -hmm. recommended it highly. And so I came here and was able to get the job. And and, and you were still doing weekends in Atlanta? Yes. Mm -hmm. I now, was a weekend sports director, uh, weekend, that, weekend anchor. And that was so, I mean, yeah, why, why would you not? Because you want to spend your weekends doing the game. You know, you don't want to spend your weekends on the desk because then you don't get to watch the football game. Uh, <laughs> so, and how was Hap to work with? Hap was fine. Um, he, they moved him into, you know, he'd come with a writing background. He'd come out of the newspaper business, as Buddy did, and yeah, a lot Buddy, of people did yeah. at that time. So uh, Hap, was, Hap was primarily a writer. He was much more... Um, conversant i think doing that than he was anchoring on television so uh they had done a lot of research and they found that although wsb or rather wwl was foreign far and away the number one station in town people were uh, willing to make them even more dominant if they made some changes so i arrived at a great time when i was there they also added uh, Nash Roberts, mm -hmm. and we already had some great people, and Bill Elder and Garland and Angela. So uh, it was 34 dominant years. That's how long you were there? 34 years? I didn't mm -hmm. realize it was yep. that long. Damn. Mm -hmm. When did you get the Saints gig? Well, when I came to uh, WWL, one of the reasons I took the job was the Saints uh, preseason games were on WWL, um, and that was on television. And so I was a part of the preseason broadcast with Larry Matson. And then when WWL Radio got the rights back, they had they had gotten rid of them for a few years when the Saints were so bad. They got the rights back, and uh, Larry and I were the broadcast team. And then in 1985, Archie retired halfway through the season and came onto the broadcast team. So we were a three-man booth. And after that season, uh, I'd heard that the they wanted to make it a two-man booth. And I had never done play-by-play, -play, mm -hmm. uh, but we had a guy uh, that was our weekend guy, who many people still remember and should, Chris Myers, who's with Fox. Oh, yeah. He's with Fox now, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Chris uh, campaigned for the job, and when I heard that that was happening, I went up to Mr. Early, who was our general manager, and I said, look, I'm more than happy with this three-man booth. I'm just happy to be a part of it. But if you're going to go to a two-man booth, I need to be your play-by-play -play guy. And he agreed. So that's how I got the job. And Archie and I were put together as the broadcast team in uh, 1987. Cool. Yeah. When did Hokie come on? Hokie came on in 2000. Hokie had been a scout for the team, of course, and was yeah. a great player with the Saints and had played at LSU. So everybody knew Hokie. And in 2000, when they brought, on, uh, brought in Jim Hazlitt and Randy Mueller, they decided to make some changes. 
And I'd always looked at Hokey as a possible um, running mate in the booth. And so he was at Liberty because they changed some things up in the scouting department. Mm -hmm. And I recommended him for the job, and they put us together in 2000, and that's when the Saints won their first playoff game. So it's very serendipitous. You and and Hokey were just such a perfect team doing this stuff because you – okay, so you had your English teaching background and your master's degree and everything. And Hokey, uh, you know, you knew football, but Hokey knew football. Hokey knew it on the ground level. And But Hokey just, I mean, he had a very appropriate name because he was just a laid-back country dude who knew all kinds of such, you know? And, I mean, the way his, he was a perfect color man because just his normal conversation was very colorful. He didn't have to, he didn't have to try to come up and, and be clever because mm-hmm. just as it just rolled out of his mouth, he was clever. You know? That's right. He was so so down to earth and so easy to work with and had such a great sense of humor. And uh, when you looked at Hokey's background, I mean, look at what what he brought to the broadcast booth. He'd been an outstanding high school athlete, an athlete at Baker High. Uh, he was an icon at LSU as a fullback there. Went to the Saints as a player who was very productive. And after he tore up his knee, they put him in the scouting department and he was successful there. So look at all the background he had that made him unique. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a big loss too when he passed. That was a shame. Yeah, that changed things for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Getting choked Pollen. up there, huh? I know you. Pollen. Um, that changed a lot of things for me because uh, it was so sad to watch Hokie go downhill so quickly. And while I loved working with with Stan Brock and with Deuce and uh, with Archie, um, it just wasn't the same after Hokie died for me. I, I missed him so much and. Anybody that knew him felt the same way. Yeah. I used to love running into him because I could go, look, I like to watch football, but I'm not a sports dude. You know, I, I <laughs> and so he, he would take, if he had the time, he would take the time, sit down in the office with me and and he would explain things to me. He tried to explain uh, the salary cap, which I still don't know. I've had you, <laughs> I, Christian Garrick tried to explain to me. I just interviewed Ken Trahan still trying to explain how the salary cap works and I still don't understand it. So, so there you go. I said, you know what? I understand trick plays. I like to watch good football, you know, but frankly, I used, I used to watch that when the air force would just like, you know, just do the clips of a game and have that mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun music in the background. It's like, dude, you know, I just like to watch. I like to watch professionals at work is, is what I like. Even a, even a guy running a backhoe, you know, somebody who really knows what they're doing. And that's that's why I like to watch football. But to have Hokey explain it to him, and then the, again, to listen to two of you together, it was like, you know, I don't want to say I can't. It's not Abbott and Costello, you know. It's like Huntley and Brinkley or something. Except Hokey wasn't either one of them. But y'all were such a perfect match in the booth that that that's one of the main reasons I think people wanted to turn off the sound and turn up WWL and listen to you two guys explain what was going on because it just made the game more real. You know, I mean, y'all could, of course y'all are two huge saints fans, but frankly, y'all could have toured the country and, and, and done anybody's team. And it, it would have been, it'd have been a great thing to, uh, to listen to. I just don't think Hokey would have wanted to be in front of the TV. He didn't want to shave, you know, <laughs> I can't and seldom did. Oh, me too. That's why I love being on. I need, I need to shave right now there, Jim, sitting there talk, doing this podcast, you know? Um, and so, I mean, after Hokey left, how, how much longer did you stay in the booth? Well, let's see. Hokey died in 2016. 
And so uh, I went, I was working with, with Fox 8 at the time. So I guess um, probably two or three years more, I was, mm-hmm. I was still on the job. That was about it. Um, yeah, and well. then I, I, I was only working uh, during Saints season with Fox 8 uh, for the final five years of my career. Good way to wind down. Yeah, really. Not have to be there every night. That's for sure. My good way to wind down would be winning the Powerball, but I guess that's not going to happen either. <laughs> Talking to Jim Henderson, uh, when we get back, we'll talk more about just you personally, uh, starting from where you began. I mean, we had the, the brief rundown of it, but also what you've been doing since then. Uh, other than making some spots, nobody knows what the hell you're doing. So we'll talk with Jim Henderson back here, more on a Spudcast, talking out my ass with Hondo Henderson right after this. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Hey, what you gonna do this weekend? You can't go dancing and go to the show because the Corona Cootie's back with a vengeance. Oh, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a licensed and insured guide on lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. Bud here. Do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hairdryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 947-3392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor, over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. And we're back on the Spudcast podcast, talking about my ask with Jim Henderson, uh, former uh, sports uh, par excellence and, and mouthpiece of the Saints. Uh, him and Hokey were just the best. They were the, the, the pair that were the best. Um, and now they, let's, let's see, they had Zach Streif up there, which, you mm-hmm. know what, he was, he was working his way into it, and now he's decided to go be a, a, an offensive line coach. So it's like, oh, man. That was a surprise. I think that was a surprise to everybody, including probably a lot of people at WWO Radio. I had heard no rumors about that, and I was very surprised by it. I thought Zach did a great job. He's such a good guy. It took him a season to get into it. Yeah. And he knew the game. I'm wondering if he would have been, you know, I don't know. I I mean, Deuce is good, but Zach had a better understanding of broadcast, I think. And I'm just wondering if he would have been a better color analyst. But they were were rocking and rolling. It, It took... It took Zach a half a season to really start fitting in. And now he, I mean, he was good. I don't know why. I don't know why he quit, but you know what? If the Saints offered me a coaching position, I'd probably jump on it too. Well, I think he'll do really well, but, uh, you know, he's an assistant offensive line coach. And so he's on the lowest rung that there is pretty much and realizes that, but it won't be long before he's moving up. And I think he'll have a, a great future as he would have if he'd stayed in the broadcast booth. Well, I agree on that one too. I mean, he's got his beer garden over there. They opened up and, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he's a coach, I mean, cause coaches work year round players That's work right. out year round, but coaches are there year round. And I'm sure 
that's he set his sights on being an offensive line coach and maybe one of these days, you know, being a coordinator. But mm-hmm. uh, but and and he has the talent to do that and he's and he's got the reputation to do it. I just I don't know. I, I understand why he did it, but it was finally getting, you know, really good in the booth and he walked away from it. So very intelligent guy. Oh yeah, he's sharp. He used to live right across the street from me. But uh he wasn't super intelligent there, Jim, because uh on Halloween he used to give away full size candy bars instead of the little bitty things. And my kids my kids and their friends would just like they'd swap masks around and go over there. Like, they'd probably hit him <laughs> ten times a night, man. <laughs> and he had a big he had a big one, number three washed up filled with full size candy bars. And I bet you just between my three kids, they emptied half of it. You know, they'd be sitting out there drinking wine, him and his in laws and such and Going, yeah, that's okay. I'll take another baby Ruth there. Uh, there, thank you, much. Uh, so what you've been doing since? Uh, I mean, we see you're doing a bunch of spots and banking and things mm-hmm. like that, you know. But mm-hmm. what what's what's a day in the life for uh, for Jim Henderson nowadays? Well, before COVID, it was a lot different than it was the, during this last year. But right now, as we uh, come out of that, I just spend a lot of nice time up in Mississippi in Poplarville, Mississippi, where we have a retirement home. Um, do a lot of fishing, have a lot of good friends here in a nice community, and live a very quiet lifestyle. Occasionally, to go onto the North Shore of uh, of Lake Pontchartrain is a big trip for us. To go to Mandeville or to go to Covington and fight that traffic? Are you kidding me? It's yeah, like really. Times Square. Oh my so. God! Yeah, no, that's what I was telling somebody that very same thing. You know what? I grew up out in the country. When I was a kid, we had a party line, and we had mm-hmm. a phone on the wall, a rotary phone on the wall of the kitchen. And I mm-hmm. told my kids, I don't know about the party line, but I can't wait to get back to just having one phone on the wall in the kitchen. I might not even have an answer machine. You know, I don't think I'm ever going to get there like you have. But, you know, I just, I, that's that's my goal. Get away from the people. Get away from the traffic. Run some crab traps and go flounder gigging, you know. Yeah, it sounds like a perfect life to me. So I've made a lot of good fishing trips around the around the world, really. That's kind of my passion to go on some exotic fishing trips, which I've been privileged to do this past year. I've had two that have, have been canceled because of COVID, but we'll pick up again on those hopefully this summer. One is to Saskatchewan to go northern pike fishing, which I've done once before. and Can't wait to do that again with my high school buddy. And then uh, I've gone to Mexico, I think the last seven years. And that trip got canceled, too, with both borders being closed and uh, Canada still being closed. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick that up again. But in the meantime, fishing on our lake, we live on a lake here, fishing here and other places. And, you know, you, you mentioned Zach and, and the beer enterprise that he's got going. I'm kind of involved in one myself with a beer called Cholero that's imported from Guatemala. I've been I've with heard them of a couple beer. of years. I've heard of that it's, beer. It's really good. <laughs> I, I like, I tell you what, I mean. I like Mexican beers, man. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can drink. I want Tecate in the can with the lime and the salt around the rim, or mm-hmm. uh, Pacifico or Maduro. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, or Miller High Life, the champagne, a bottle of beer, you know, something like that. I I used to drink, you know, Guinness when I was younger, trying to prove I was a badass. I'm going, why? Who am I trying to impress? I'm drinking this stuff to relax and enjoy it and. So so, where can I get this this beer? Since you and I are buddies, I cannot can I expect the case to show up on my uh, on my doorstep? One sure, and sure, just give me your address and I'll uh, I'll send one over. <laughs> well, we uh, Rouse's, we're in Rouse's, we're in uh, neighborhood Walmart's, we're in a number of places around New Orleans. It's been a very interesting transformation for me. I've learned a lot about the beer business in a, a fast amount of time. 
what happens is there are so many beers on the market that we found we have three beers. We have a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead. We have a lager, we have an amber, and the redhead is a michelada, which is a very popular beer in Central America, which of course is where mm-hmm. Guatemala is, and it's a Bloody Mary beer. It's terrific. A so that's what Mary. we're. Mm-hmm. Where they put like got vodka and, to- and tomato juice and beer all in one. What it's beer it? and it's beer and tomato juice, and it sounds terrible. It's terrific. It's right. it's spicy. It's called Michelada, and that's one of the three beers that we have, and that's one we're really trying to push because that's kind of more of a niche beer than uh, everybody's got a lager. Lots of people have an amber, and you're fighting for shelf space everywhere. So we're really pushing Michelada because it's a unique brand and mm. trying to expand, trying to go other places in the country and get distributors. All right. Well, because you said so, I'm going to try it because I, Do it. A, a friend of mine runs the wine and beer at the Rouse's that's closest to me, even the, mm-hmm. well, they're redoing all the Rouse's. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, you got to wear a hard hat just to go in there, you know, all the <laughs> stuff they're doing, pulling the facades down out front and redoing all the stuff inside. But, uh, they haven't attacked that big walk-in beer cooler yet. So I go get my, uh, I'll go get my buddy to pull me some beer. I'll give it a shot. I, I'll, what the hell, you know? Give I mean, try. considering like all the other crap that I've drunk, like my son, 22, his grandmother, my wife's mother, used to love Jägermeister. Mm-hmm. I've had mm-hmm. one shot of that when I was in college. I went, this is the nastiest crap I ever tasted in my life. I can't do that. Oh, God. And they'll shoot it. Well, my son has a bottle in the freezer. He'll, mm-hmm. I mean, he'll, we'll, we'll, we'll be sitting. We've converted our carport, and we call it the bar port. You know, and got a bar in there and a TV. I put screen up to keep the bugs out and such. And we'll sit out there and have a couple of cold ones. And he's sitting there shooting Jägermeister and going, God, I'm cringing just looking at you drink that nasty stuff. Oh, no, Dad. It is. It's nasty, nasty, man. So, but I'll give your beer a shot. I I mean, if somebody would describe it, but knowing you like I do, okay, I'll give it a, I'll give it a taste because, you know. Give it a try. Chilero Michelada. Chilero Michelada. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm good. What I mean, okay, so you live on a lake, you're fishing right there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, are you a, out in the middle of the lake boat fishing guy? Or are you a wader fishing oh, yeah. guy? So, No, these are primarily uh, small lakes. Our lake's 180 acres, and uh, it's really well managed. We are trying to make it a trophy bass lake. And uh, so... Uh, the bass fishing is pretty good here, and I have access to a number of other smaller lakes around here. I go mm-hmm. saltwater fishing as often as I can. Um, I have a lot of fr- a lot of friends in Grand Isle, others in Oakdale. So that's kind of my passion. I think you meet an awful lot of really good people through fishing, and I love being out on the water. Even when I'm not catching anything, I still uh, feel cleaned out when I come back in from doing it. So, mm-hmm. and as you get older, you know, you're li- more limited physically. So. I think oh. the days of uh, thinking I was going to be Roger Federer are over, and mostly, <laughs> mostly I just kind of uh, enjoy being out on the water and fishing and enjoying the camaraderie that uh, that comes with the the sport. Yeah, I think the most strenuous thing I actually enjoy doing is climbing into and out of an inner tube when I'm in one of them lazy river pools. You know, <laughs> just like, oh come on, man, I can't fight this current. <laughs> come over, somebody come over here, give me a hand getting out of this thing. Um, I'm saying, you know what? I'm the same way, man, Jim. And and I'm not, I mean, I'm not as old as you. I'm in my sixties now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know, I don't, I don't know how old you are, but I know you're 10 years older than me. Something like that. I'm I'm 74. Oh, so you're 12 years older than me. Mm-hmm. But you don't look it though. You see, you got one of them faces. Even if you look at old pictures of you, it's like, 
you know, you look like you were 20 when you started. And the last picture I've seen of you, you look like you're maybe 50. So you got one of them faces that don't age that well. I kind of got that too. That's why I grew a beard. I got a lot of gray in my beard and people going, oh, okay. Yeah, you're old. I got it. So I'll leave you alone. But uh, to see, yeah, you're living the you're living the dream. Everybody talks about that. Yo, man, what are you doing? Living the dream. No, Jim Henderson's living the dream because he had a great career. He was popular and well-loved and he walked away uh, right at the right time. And now you just, you're spending your days doing everything that you want to do, man. And that, that's the dream. That's the dream. I've been very fortunate. I mean, I, I, I got out at the right time. I got out with a lot of things intact, including my health, my marriage, and somewhat my bank account. So my family's happy. My kids are happy. My grandchildren are happy. So I don't know what there is to complain about. Well, that's why I'm around. I, I always think of something to bitch about. So I, <laughs> I'll bitch for you, Jim. But first, I got to go try that beer. Jim Henderson, Hondo. I, one last thing. Who who named you Hondo? I only Larry, know about five people that call you that. Larry Matson. When he and I were doing the games together, I nicknamed I nicknamed him the Mutt Mutt Matson, and he, he called started calling me Hondo based on I guess John Havlicek. That was his nickname. Of course, the John Wayne movie. Mm -hmm. He just thought Hondo kind of fit with Henderson, so he started calling me that. And it's mostly people that were had WWL radio at the time who still call me that. Uh, DePaul Smith, who yeah, you know well from I do. WWL, and uh, Diane Newman, and all the nice people I left behind at WWL Radio. A lot of those people call me Hondo, but that's about it. Yeah, that's that's about the only ones I know to call you that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, well, thanks for taking the time, Jim. Uh, although you do have a lot of spare time, but I do appreciate you sharing some of it with my uh, with my listeners. And uh, good luck to you, man. Go uh, go catch the big fish. Thanks a lot, Spud. Great talking to you. Thanks for having me on. Sure. All right, folks, we're going to wrap up the Spudcast right after this. Spud here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing. And it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, so uh, Jim Henderson, congrats on your retirement. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself and I uh, want you to catch a whole bunch of bass for me. Or trout or redfish. I'll take whatever you got except like tilapia or, or squid or octopus. Ugh, I can't eat that. Uh, thanks for joining me here on the Spycast Podcast. You can find me on Red Circle and Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Public Radio Stitcher. I'm on Twitter at SpudGotDat. And I'm on Facebook at Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. If you'd like to sponsor the Spudcast or have it emailed directly to you, you can send me an email at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Dot com. Next week on the Spudcast, we're going to talk to Chris Rue, 
who owns the Mope Clinic, M-O-P-E Clinic, and uh, man, <laughs> you can enjoy that conversation. And also Lisa Love from the American Business Women Association. They got some scholarships they want to give away. That and more coming up on the podcast next week. In the meantime, y'all be safe. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan. <laughs>